here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. A couple of things I want to mention. Governor Ron DeSantis is a friend of mine. He will always be a friend of mine. He is a great governor. He is America's governor. He would be a great president, in my view. Yes, I disagree with him on the Ukraine matter. But as I said, you got to have a mature thinking process um, and understand that these occasions will occur among friends and family and even candidates. So I want to make that abundantly clear. Donald Trump is a friend of mine. And we don't always agree. For instance, and this isn't for the New York Times or Mediocre or the rest. This is for you. I still don't dig these personal attacks. I understand this is what he does. He tries to to drag the person down. He was trying to send signals not to get into the race. I don't like it. I didn't like it when he did it to Ted Cruz either. And he knows that. But I'm not in charge. I'm one man with one opinion. But he was a fantastic president, and he'd be a fantastic president again. So I just want to make that as clear as I can. I will continue to be independent. I will continue to follow my constitutional conservatism where it takes me. I will continue to take my foreign policy beliefs where they take me. I'm not marching in lockstep behind anybody. And I don't expect anybody to do that with me. But I wanted to be abundantly clear about this. 
that both of those men would be fantastic presidents. And God knows we need them. Now, a lot has happened today, and we'll get into that. But about an hour ago, a ruling came down from this judge, District Judge Beryl Howell, who was appointed by Obama, who has ruled against President Trump and his attorneys on every single motion that's been filed in her court relating to very important issues presidential powers grand juries and so forth and she did it again an hour ago and she's being replaced by another individual who is equally as ideologically political and also appointed by Obama now when you look at what's happening to President Trump whether it's in Manhattan or Atlanta or Washington DC President Trump is an individual who is being chased down by the Democrat Party. That's what's happening. Even CNN says in a monumental ruling Friday, an hour ago, a federal judge ordered Donald Trump attorney Evan Corcoran, we talked about this, to provide additional testimony as part of an investigation into the former president's handling of classified documents, a source familiar with the matter told CNN. Corcoran is the potential to become one of the most crucial witnesses in special counsel Jack Smith's criminal investigation into possible mishandling of classified records after the Trump presidency and obstruction of justice. Now, of course, he's a former president. And the only criminal conspiracy they could be talking about is obstruction. Nothing else is is on the table. Nothing should be on the table in the first place. And this is a grave violation of due process and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights by this judge. Is there such a thing as a crime fraud exception? Yes, there is. But it's supposed to be used very, very sparingly and only in the worst circumstances. Not like this. District Judge Beryl Howell said in an order under seal that Justice Department prosecutors have met the threshold for the crime fraud exception for Corcoran, the source said. So now the U.S. attorney's people working under special counsel Jack the Ripper Smith are leaking. They're leaking. I mean, they leaked within minutes. The scope of what DOJ will be allowed to ask, however, was not immediately clear. Trump's team is expected to appeal and ask for the judge's order to be stayed while legal proceedings play out. Absolutely 100% it should be. Now, this is the way CNN writes. That's why I'm reading this. The development is particularly notable because of accusations prosecutors have made about Trump as they argue the judge to the judge for the grand jury testimony. This hands Trump yet another loss under seal in court. And of course, they don't mention who the judge is that keeps handing him a loss and who appointed her. Corcoran now, an attorney turned witness, 
had previously testified to the grand jury but declined to answer some questions, citing attorney-client privilege. This is a violation of 6E of the Federal Criminal Code that somebody is leaking again out of the federal grand jury. And I can assure you the Department of Justice will not investigate it. The department argued to the judge he should not be able to avoid answering because his discussions with the former president may have been part of an attempt to plan a crime. Howell's ruling is one of her last on a seal grand jury dispute as chief judge, the Obama appointee, there you go, has repeatedly greenlit Justice Department requests to pursue information about Trump's actions during her tenure as chief of the D.C. District Court. But she rotates out of the role today. She got her her last kick in. Not routinely, every single damn time. How do you lose every single damn time in front of a federal judge? Every single damn time. When Corcoran first testified to the grand jury in January, this is more leaking coming from the grand jury room, the prosecutors. He was asked what happened in the lead-up to the August search at Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. Corcoran had drafted a statement in June that attested Trump's team had done a diligent search and there were no more classified documents at Trump's Florida residence. Let's say there were, they did a diligent search and they found something. You ever do that when you're preparing your taxes? or se- Of course. Biden does it all the time. Oh, they're in the garage. You know, that sort of thing. After that, the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago and found hundreds of government records, including classified material, raising questions about the lawyer's attestation. But it's actually even worse than this now. CNN exclusive. This is all being leaked to CNN, the New York Times and the Washington Post. Dozens of Mar-a-Lago staff from servers to aides are subpoenaed by Jack the Ripper Smith in classified documents probe. At least two dozen people from Mar-a-Lago resort staff to members of Donald Trump's inner circle at the Florida State have been subpoenaed to testify to a federal grand jury that's investigating the former president's handling of classified documents. Multiple sources familiar with the investigation told CNN. Well, the multiple sources familiar with the investigation are with Jack the Ripper Smith staff. On Thursday, Trump's communication aide, Margot Martin, who worked in the White House and then moved with Trump to Florida, appeared before the grand jury in Washington. One of special counsel Jack Smith's senior most prosecutors was involved in the interview. <clears throat> Martin, who is among a small group of former White House advisors who have remained employed by Trump after he left office, declined to answer any questions when approached by a CNN reporter. Well, of course she did, you idiot. Now, Smith has sought testimony from a range of people close to Trump, from his own attorneys who represent him in the matter, to staffers who work on the grounds of Mar-a-Lago, including a housekeeper and restaurant servers. Including a house... What is this, the crime of the century they're investigating? This jackass was pulled from the Hague to do this. 
The staffers are of interest to investigators because of what they may have seen or heard on their daily duties around the estate, including whether they saw boxes or documents in Trump's office suite or elsewhere. Is this not amazing? This is his home. Biden doesn't face any of this. They're casting an extremely wide net. Anyone and everyone who might have seen something, said one source familiar with the Justice Department's efforts. For instance, federal investigators have talked to a Mar-a-Lago staff member seen on security camera footage moving boxes from a storage room with Trump aide Walt Malta, who has already spoken with investigators. Many of the Mar-a-Lago staffers are being represented by counsel paid for by Trump entities, according to sources in federal election records. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Justice Department has been investigating potential mishandling of national security records, and it goes on. Is this not nauseating, Mr. Producer? It's nauseating. It's disgusting. What's going on here? Sickening. And then you have this guy in Manhattan coming up with a novel legal theory to go after Trump. He's had Stormy Daniels in front of the grand jury, I think yesterday. Michael Cohen, a convicted felon, a confessed criminal, certainly at the time, in front of the grand jury for a novel legal argument. And he's hoping what? He's hoping a judge doesn't throw it out and he can get it to a Democrat jury. Does anybody think Donald Trump is likely to get a fair trial in Manhattan? Mr. Producer, you know New York. Is that even possible? Of course not. How many of you think Donald Trump can get a a, uh, fair trial in Washington, D.C. or Atlanta? Oh, buddy of mine writes, DeSantis is 100% correct about Ukraine. Oh, okay, thank you. I've changed my mind. I'll be right back. Mark in. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. Meanwhile, 
Talk about intimidation tactics. Talk about somebody who should be under the gun. And this thing just keeps dragging, dragging, and dragging on. There's Hunter Biden. Ari Bluff at the National Review. Hunter Biden sues Delaware laptop repairman over leaked files. Hunter Biden filed a lawsuit today against the computer repairman, John Paul MacIsaac, who turned over files on a laptop Hunter left at his shop to the New York Post ahead of the 2020 presidential election. Hunter Biden, quote, had more than a reasonable expectation of privacy that any data that he created or maintained, unquote, reads a lawsuit filed with a Delaware federal court Friday morning. Two things. He had no expectation when he left it there and didn't pick it up in a reasonable period of time. That's number one. Number two, they bring these suits in Delaware because these judges are almost all Democrats. And they hate Trump. And that's why they bring these suits in Delaware. It's home court with a Biden's control. I'm just pointing it out. President's son was under the impression it would not be accessed, copied, disseminated, or posted on the Internet for others to use against him or his family or for the public to view. Really? Then why did he pick it up? There's certainly an implication that he surrendered it. But this man now has to pay a fortune to defend himself. I hope he'll go online and raise funds, and we will certainly give out the information so you can get a decent lawyer, Mr. Producer. Lawyers representing Hunter Biden have challenged Mac Isaac's assertion that his failure to retrieve the laptop after 90 days granted the Delaware repairman its ownership. Oh, so he leaves it there for three months, and the guy's supposed to, I guess, put it in his safe? Really? It says here, contrary to Mac Isaac's repair authorization form, Delaware law provides that tangible personal property is deemed abandoned. Legal team insists that Hunter Biden had rightful ownership to assert or declare property rights of the property for a period of one year. So now this gentleman is being threatened. And they're trying to intimidate him. But that's okay. It's the Biden way. I'll be right back. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. 
Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Well, truth is, in conservative media, that's become a misnomer in many respects. There are conservative hosts and there are populist nationalist hosts. So they ought to change their names, I think, don't you? I see Senator Hawley out there going on and on about we need a powerful populist nationalist party. I got to debate one of these guys. I mean, the ones that actually know something are intelligent. And uh, I want to defend the Declaration of the Constitution. I don't know how you can be a populist and support the Declaration. And I want to have that debate. Ah, But there you go. Um, I've talked about here, Vladimir Putin. Whatever you think about what's going on over there, this man is a monster. And what they're doing to the Ukrainian people is horrendous. And there's video of this, there's pictures of this. Uh, They can't show it on TV. It's so horrific, or they won't. The Russian soldiers are decapitating people. I'm talking about citizens. They are gang-raping the women. They're leaving the condoms right next to them. Then they murder them. They are enslaving the children which I've talked to you about before, and they're shipping them to re-education or, if you will, concentration camps in Russia and giving them to families. And even though this analogy is made too often, that's Nazism. That's exactly what that is. That's exactly what that is. People are having their faces smashed in with Sledgehammers. Hands are tied behind their backs. They're held down. People are being burned alive. And their corpses are found on the side of the street. They're finding mass graves from these little towns that they conquer. And then when they're pushed out, they slaughter the people there. That's what they're doing. And that's not being told to you by the Putinoids or whatever they call themselves. Why? Can't they make their argument for neutrality? Can't they make their argument about spending any money? Can't they make their argument about not sending any weaponry to Ukraine and still condemn with specifics and details what we know about Putin and Russia? Why won't they? Why won't they say, despite all this, it's really none of our business, it's not in our national security interest? They could try and make that case, but why won't they? I heard somebody say, and I don't even remember who it is. I heard somebody say that Zelensky shutting down Russian Orthodox churches, or I think the word's phrase was Orthodox churches, and in Ukraine. 
because he's a bad guy. Now think for yourselves, why would he do that? He is. Why would he do it? Here's Time Magazine. Although it's not a magazine anymore. Vladimir Putin, Orthodox Christianity is a tool for asserting Moscow's rights over sovereign Ukraine. His February televised address announcing the recent invasion of Ukraine, he argued the inhabitants of that ancient Russian land were Orthodox from the time immemorial and now face persecution from an illegitimate regime in Kiev. Led by Patriarch Kirill, the Russian Orthodox Church is one of the most tangible cultural bonds between Russia and Ukraine. The gilded domes of Kiev's monastery of the caves and St. Sophia Cathedral have beaconed pilgrims from across both lands for nigh on a thousand years. Putin has tapped into this long tradition, imagines a greater Russia extending across present-day Ukraine and Belarus, and it goes on. So why shut these churches? Unfortunately, the head of the church and Putin are working together, and these churches are becoming military assets. In what way, Mark? You can go on the internet and read all this stuff too. And it's not from kooks. It's from real intelligence officials and experts. It's reality. They're using them in many cases as spy nests. And to also implant spies, insert spies. Remember, Putin's an old KGB guy in these churches. And so Zelensky has shut down a number of them. Not because he's anti the Orthodox Church. And I thought to myself, the fact that people would bring this up and not tell the full story and circumstances of why Zelensky is doing this is contemptible. Don't you think, Mr. Producer? They just say that he's shutting down the churches. and Oh, what a swine! But that's not what he's doing. Or they say he's, he's giving aid and comfort or cover to this group that was a pro-Nazi group. This group of misfits is fighting the Russians. He's not giving cover to them. He's not part of them. He's Jewish. And family was lost in the Holocaust. How absurd is this? But Mark, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with us. It's territorial, you know, it's a lot of money. This. So I dug some more. Why is Poland so hell-bent on helping Ukraine? Why is Romania so hell-bent? Why is Slovakia so hell-bent? Moldova. The Balkan states. Why are they throwing what little military they have in terms of weaponry and so forth, four jets from Poland and so forth, why are they throwing it into the, into the battle? Because they're on Ukraine's border. And unlike some of the commentators in this country, they're actually listening to what 
Putin and his people are saying about Poland and Romania and Moldova when a document is intercepted. And he's talking about overthrowing little Moldova the way he overthrew part of Georgia in Crimea. And the Moldova government says it's actually taking place right now. Are we supposed to ignore all this? And so the battle in Ukraine is a battle against World War III. Because there's tripwires. He made a demand. You haven't heard this either. This is why I'm different. I study this stuff. I go back and I look and say, what's going on here? Not, what did so-and-so say? Let me regurgitate it. No. No, no, no. I'm a populist nationalist. Oh, okay. Great for you. I'm sick of these endless wars. Well, so am I. But what's happening here? Here. When Putin was negotiating before he sent his tanks and his troops and his air force into Ukraine, he demanded that Romania be removed from NATO. Be removed from NATO as a condition. And of course, everybody said, no, we're not going to do that. Imagine the consequences of that. He gets to decide what our allies and what we do when it comes to defense. Isn't that weird? And he demanded another country, I can't remember it off the top of my head, that it be removed from NATO too. So it wasn't a fact that Ukraine wanted to come into NATO, which I'm sure it did, and they all want to now because they're scared to death. No. He was demanding that countries leave NATO. And then we get these colonels and others come and say, well, if you were Russia, wouldn't you? We're not Russia. We're not Russia. We don't have a president for 25 years. And all the rest that goes with the, uh, with the corrupt regime there. We're America. We're America. Then I hear about our defense contractors, how they're profiteers, really. They want war so they make money. Think, what am I listening to? Communist Chinese and Russian propaganda? No, it's coming from our populist nationalists. So the hundreds of thousands of people that work for these companies that develop cutting-edge technology, whether it's computers or satellites or advanced GPS systems and radar systems that build our nuclear subs, that are developing our jets, our stealth, all the rest of it. They're in it for the money. What? What are you talking about? They have contracts. They're fulfilling their contracts. They're not in charge of what we're doing. And so we we hear this. And then we hear other arguments. We have our own border to care about. Yes, we do. A hundred percent. But this clown in the Oval Office isn't going to do it. And the clown, Mitch McConnell, didn't hold his feet to the fire. 
So if we withdraw support for Ukraine tomorrow, are we going to secure the southern border and now the northern border? No. What does one have to do with the other? Nothing. The one area that I think is a fair point is the amount of money we're spending. It's one thing to give an ally weapons to defend themselves. I don't have a good handle on this money. Nobody does, except those who are doling it out. And they've appointed now a special inspector general, and that special inspector general should be issuing reports to the public on a regular basis so we know. So if there's no problem, to quell the objections. And if there is a problem, fix the damn thing. But that's not really what they're concerned about. You notice how they keep moving the ball? Because most of the people, I'm not talking about you folks. I'm talking about in Washington, in radio, and TV, experts, quote-unquote. Most of the people who are saying these things attack Donald Trump in 2020 when he took out Soleimani the head of the Quds Force in Iran that slaughtered and so horrifically harmed so many of our troops he was targeting them purposely that's what his goal was is that our fault too? We shouldn't have been there, I guess. But he can be wherever he wants. And so Trump had enough. He takes the guy out. And the pacifist, populist, Putin wing of the Republican Party, whatever the hell they are, Rand Paul and others, said this was provocative. That it could cause... A war with Iran, which could lead to World War III, of course. We're not even allowed to defend ourselves and our troops. And we attack the great industries that produce the great armaments that our troops, our volunteer military, uses. Now, defending what we're doing as a principle in Ukraine is not defending Biden. Biden's a disaster. He could have headed this thing off and he didn't. He surrendered in Afghanistan, which in many respects I think provoked this. But imagine what happens if we pull out of Ukraine now. Not only the incredible human slaughter, but Putin is going to have every reason to roll into other countries. And of course, China will and Iran will. You'll be lighting dynamite all over the place. And that's what the Putinoids don't really want to talk about. Or if they answer, they say, no, I don't think that'll happen. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll 
they'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. I don't have time to keep responding, but I want I want to respond to some of these things. Somebody writes me, imagine the Warsaw Pact adding Mexico. Is there still a Warsaw Pact, Mr. Producer? What happened to the Warsaw Pact? Does anybody know? This isn't exactly the sharpest question. That's us pushing NATO to Russia border. I didn't even say Ukraine should be brought into NATO. So I don't even know what this is responding to. There is no Warsaw Pact, certainly not effectively anymore, because the countries that were in there revolted as a result of Reagan's activities and Thatcher and Helmut Kohl and Brian Mulroney and John Paul II. Where's the Warsaw Pact? Where's East Germany? Where's Czechoslovakia? It's two countries now. Where is, where's Poland? Poland's fighting against Russia. So I'll imagine it because that's all I can do. As far as Mexico goes, my ancestors didn't fight in Mexico. God knows tens of thousands of Americans lost their lives fighting in Europe. Our blood is there. Not in Mexico. What was the other question here? If I even have time to, uh, to get to it, I've got to get to something else. Zelensky nationalizes TV news and restricts opposition parties. Perhaps my friend is not aware of what happened in the Civil War when 200 newspapers were shut down by Abraham Lincoln. And one congressman was put in prison and habeas corpus was suspended. I'm not in favor of that. But when a country is facing life and death... And let's compare that to Russia. How many reporters have been murdered in Russia? A zillion of them. So these arguments are bogus. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I think I have a kind of different take on this one. Over at Mediocre, I just in the ICC, International Criminal Court, issues arrest warrant for Putin over alleged war crimes, including unlawful deportation of children. There's been nobody 
in broadcasting. Certainly nobody who's conservative, who's been condemning Putin for his war crimes as thoroughly as I have. You know, maybe it's because as somebody who used to watch a lot of these shows and films about World War II, the world at war, as a young man I would watch these shows, and as part of those shows you would see the devastation that would take place. I remember watching one of these black and white films where Eisenhower was walking through one of the death camps. I think he had Omar Bradley and Patton with him, if memory serves. I could be wrong. And um, it was either Patton or Bradley got sick to their stomach. They couldn't believe what they saw. The stench was unbelievable. Even Ike said that he's never seen evil like this before. This is a man that, that led our forces during World War II. And I'm sensitive to this. And I think about what happened in Rwanda during the Clinton administration when everybody turned their backs and 800,000 people were slaughtered in three months. And mostly with knives and machetes and swords. I remember those pictures too. I also have studied what happened to Ukraine in 1932 when Stalin cut them off by land and sea. Because the people of Ukraine, the peasants, they wouldn't buckle to his demands to fall in line with the communist regime. And millions and millions of them starved to death. Solzhenitsyn talked about this. Leading to widespread cannibalism. I'm not making an argument based solely on that. I'm just saying maybe I'm a little bit more sensitized to this than some. Because when you bring up what Putin is doing to these people in Ukraine, it doesn't even get a response. People's eyes are rolling like, okay, well, you know, it happens. It doesn't work that way with me. When the black Muslims in Africa, the Congo, were, or Sudan and the Congo, were slaughtering the black Christians, you heard me talking about this all the time. How grotesque, how grotesque it is and was. Not because I'm a bleeding heart liberal, but because these things are going on. When you go to church or synagogue or mosque, what do you pray for? Why do you go? I hear this phrase, never-ending wars. I agree. Shouldn't be in stupid wars that we have no intention of winning. But we shouldn't sabotage ourselves and prevent ourselves or an ally from winning either. And then out of one side of the mouth we say it's a provocation. Then out of the other side of our mouth we say this is a forever war. Let's get out. That is uh, heads I win, tails you lose. That doesn't even make any sense.
But here's here's the situation. This International Criminal Court issued an arrest warrant for Vladimir Putin today, accusing him of war crimes in Ukraine. And part of this is based on a UN investigation, assisted by several countries. They did, I think, hundreds and hundreds of interviews. They looked at satellite photos. They looked at film. They did all that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, the UN did this? The UN's in the back pocket of Russia and China. 141 of those nations or so, last time I checked, hate us. Are run by dictators or Marxists. 141 out of over 190. They issued this. And apparently the International Criminal Court's been looking at this. But I don't believe in the International Criminal Court. It's one thing to have a special court set up with trials like the Nuremberg trials. And maybe there ought to be the the Kiev trials or the Ukraine trials for what Russia's doing. But to have a permanent court outside of our jurisdiction that can take up cases means that they could drag an American president, American officials, American soldiers in front of that court too. And I don't believe in extraterritorial Law. It's one thing when you enter into agreements with other countries, you have treaties, they're called, but it's quite another to have a court that sits there permanently and gets to make decisions about who it does and doesn't prosecute. So somebody brings a complaint about one of our soldiers, and then we lose jurisdiction and sovereignty. I don't buy that. And of course, Putin is going to blow this off too. So, I don't have a problem with the UN putting out a report. I think that's very, very important. Or even the ICC putting out a report. Great. But to announce that you're putting out a warrant sounds to me uh, almost silly. Because he's not going to comply. Now, here's the thing I wanted to bring up. This is the Hague. The Hague is where Jack the Knife Smith has been practicing lately. Before Meritless Garland dragged his ass back into Washington, D.C. to try and destroy Donald Trump and all the people around him. And you can understand this guy's mentality, not agree with it, of course, but understand it because he's been at The Hague, which has different rules and claims to have worldwide jurisdiction, including over sovereign nations. So he figures, look, my experience is I've gone after this one or that one. So what? I'll go after Trump. 
And it's the same guy who abused his power, as I've talked before, in Virginia, going after Bob McDonald, the former governor. It's the same guy who abused his power, and yes, going after John Edwards the way he did. The Supreme Court said that, not me. I'm just repeating it. And voted unanimously to overturn what he did. But now they have a hack federal district judge in Washington, D.C., On our way out the door is the person in charge of all these motion filings giving this same individual who practiced at The Hague who was effectively admonished by the decision of the Supreme Court and a jury in the Edwards case, a hung jury he's now been given the power to look behind attorney-client privilege we don't know the extent of it because the Justice Department and his office only leaked a certain amount of it. And uh, deny President Trump of due process. And by the way, if any of his lawyers are listening to me, I would immediately move the court. I would immediately move the court to hold the government in contempt. Because these leaks came from the government. Can you prove it? No. There should be an investigation. By the court, the court should order an investigation, a 6E violation, and then there should be questions to the grand jurors, there should be questions to the various prosecutors, there should be questions to the people of main justice. That's how this needs to be pursued now. That's what I would do. I'm announcing it publicly so they can hear and everybody can hear. No, I don't give advice specifically. I'm giving it right now. Right now. Because no government is supposed to conduct itself this way. None. Prosecutors are not supposed to conduct themselves this way. Judges are not supposed to conduct themselves this way. Is Putin a war criminal? You better believe he is. He sure as hell is. This doesn't go on without him knowing what's going on. Not on a broad systemic scale like this. You Putinoids in the media, you agree with me or not? Well, if you agree with me, why don't you ever say anything? Why don't you ever say anything? Seriously. Do you think I would back Zelensky if he were doing these things? No way. Or if the Ukrainian people were doing to the Russians in Russia, having invaded Russia? No way. But they don't, which tells you where their sympathies lie, which tells you we have a big problem. A big problem. So anyway... A warrant's been put out by the International Criminal Court for Putin, which, of course, he'll blow off and says he will. I don't believe that court has worldwide jurisdiction to decide these matters. But once this matter is done, whenever it's done, uh, this war launched by Putin and the war crimes that he's committed, and they're, they're collecting all the information, as I understand it, in uh, in Ukraine then of course the victors can put together a uh, a court 
for the purpose of hearing the arguments. There's no doubt the Geneva Conventions have been violated. We've signed on to that, and every president, Republican and Democrat, has endorsed it since there have been Geneva Conventions. Geneva Conventions tell us what terrorists are, too. And we have used those to our benefit. But uh, Putin has violated those, too. Putin has also violated the 1994 Budapest Memorandum, in which he agreed to help protect Ukraine's sovereignty and borders, along with the United States and Britain, in exchange for, and I've told you this, the first to tell you this, in exchange for Ukraine surrendering all of its nuclear weapons to Russia. That genius move came from no other than Bill Clinton. And that paper wasn't worth what it was written on. And so rather than Ukraine being able to threaten Moscow with nuclear weapons, they have nothing to threaten Moscow with except true grit. I'm going to move on. I just wanted to discuss that. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've got some questions for you. I'm moving on. When I get behind this microphone, I give you my honest opinions and I tell you what they're based on. There are efforts underway right now to try and intimidate me. It's not going to work. There are efforts underway right now to try and intimidate me by groups like Media Matters, the January 6th committee at one point talking to a lawyer for another company the illegal access to and release I guess they haven't released it I don't really care they're completely benign of 13 of my emails this prosecutor in Washington DC hanging over everybody's head calling in service people from uh, this from uh, Mar-a-Lago and so forth I'll give you an example. I've said over and over again to you, I don't say it in secret, it's public, it's behind the microphone, here and on TV. Over and over again. 
that the state legislature has the final word under the Constitution on who the state electors are. The final word. It's right there in the Constitution. And this upsets the left enormously because just like in Israel and these other countries, they effectively control the courts. Oh, we have conservatives here and there, but they control precedent for the most part. So when they lose, like with the Dobbs decision or something, they're ready to burn the country down. This is their fiefdom. And that's the way they view it. And if they don't get what they want, they want to change it. So the Supreme Court, you need to add seats and stuff it with more radical leftists like Jackson. I didn't make this up. It's in the Constitution. Moreover, my view of reading the text, I don't even need to go behind it. Just reading the text was endorsed by none other than the prior Chief Justice of the United States, a class act unlike the current one, William Rehnquist, a genius. In the Bush decision, Bush versus Gore. And he wasn't alone. Clarence Thomas, and another justice whose name escapes me. They more than insinuated the same thing. And even more than that, the Florida State Legislature was convening an emergency session to make the decision on electors because the Supreme Court of Florida was out of control. It was rogue. It kept changing the laws. Just like so many of the courts did in the United States. Excuse me, in the election of 2020 in the United States, in state after state. Now, I wrote about that Bush decision in my first book, one of the chapters, Men in Black. And I've talked about it with you over and over and over again. And the effort to try and get me to stop talking about it. Oh, yes, yes, it was brought up in litigation, don't you know? Oh, yes, yes. This is a crazy theory. It's not a theory. It's the Constitution. I'll be right back. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. By the way, this Sunday, we have a great Sean Life, Liberty, and Levin. Charles Payne, we're going to spend time getting into the whole financial bank budget situation. He's just great. He's very compelling. And Joe Tacopina, who is a terrific lawyer, defense lawyer. He's Donald Trump's lawyer in Manhattan, dealing with the rogue district attorney there. We're going to talk at some length with Joe. So uh, I think you're going to find this very interesting and very compelling. And uh, if you have other things you're doing, you can always DVR the program. I encourage you to just go ahead and set that up so you don't even have to think about it as you hear me talk about it. Uh, I would just go ahead and do that so it's there in case you choose to watch it or you hear some news breaking that takes a takes place on a, you know, I do these long-form interviews. I'm not looking for news breaking or anything else. We're going to have a very big interview in about, no, in two weeks, actually. Actually, it's going to be in 13 days. Very, very big interview. Um, and I think you're going to enjoy that, too. But check us out this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. If you're not sure, you can watch it live. Maybe you're watching basketball or something. Just go ahead and set your DVR, and uh, that way, if you want to watch it, we'll be there. You know, when you're done doing your thing, it's up to you. Gallup poll here, this was brought to my attention by, uh, by a senator, actually. I only keep in touch with a couple of them, and not even that often. A couple of them are my friends, the good ones. And uh, you could tell this was happening. The Democrat Party has really been transformed in many ways. There's always been issues with the Democrat Party, you know, early on. Their support for slavery, that was a little bump in the road, don't you think? And it's it's amazing how all these Marxists today are Democrats. Or its firm stand on segregation well after the Civil War. That was, that was kind of weird, don't you think? Or its effort to prevent blacks from voting, Jim Crow, which, of course, Joe Biden is thoroughly familiar with. And yet blames it on everybody else. But that's what Joe does, because Joe is, is the maturity of a 13-year-old. Now... You can see the Democrat Party, its behavior now. I want to tell you about this. This is a Gallup poll that just came out. Israel is viewed favorably by a majority of all party groups, Republican, Democrat, Independent. 82% of Republicans. 82%. 67% of Independents. And only 56% of Democrats. In terms of the view of the Palestinian Authority, the Democrats have the highest favorability view, 36%, 28% of independents, and 9% of Republicans. And so the Palestinian Authority's favorability rating has increased somewhat, and that has come exclusively from the Democrats, up 16 percentage points since 2013. 14% among independents. 
So the smallest percentage of support for Israel comes from the Democrat Party. The biggest percentage support for the Palestinian Authority, keep in mind, that's Abbas, who's a terrorist, comes from the Democrat Party. Are you surprised by this? I'm not, Mr. Producer. And uh, when you have a party that hates its own country, you can see how this works. Sympathy toward the Palestinians, Palestinian Authority, among U.S. adults is at a new high, 31%. Proportion not favoring a side is at a new low of of 15%. 54% of Americans sympathizing more with the Israelis is similar to last year's 55%. It's the lowest since 2005. The resulting 23-point gap in America's sympathy for Israel versus the Palestinians represents Israel's slimmest advantage on this question in Gallup's World Affairs poll trend. It's also the first time Israel has not enjoyed a better than 2-to-1 advantage over the Palestinians in America's sympathies. There's a lot going on here. Part of it has to do with the the immigration issue where people are coming from around the world into this country. Many, many are coming from the Middle East and in countries and backgrounds um, that despise the Jewish state. But it's not just that. It's the tenured professors in our colleges and law schools who deeply despised. They support the BDS movement or Black Lives Matter, which are anti-Semitic movements and Marxist movements. So you can see how that grows. In other words, many of the same people who hate our country hate Israel for many of the same reasons. And you can see it in the Democrat Party, of course, with the Stooges, the Marxists, uh, you can even see it um, with Joe Biden and his administration, Obama and his administration, and uh, how that's had an effect. And the main reason you see it is this. When Israel was a victim, it had more support among Democrats. Not more than Republicans, I'm just saying more support than they did among Democrats do now. But now that Israel's not a victim, Israel's capable of defending itself and fighting and winning as it has in several wars. Now you see, Israel is the imperialist, it's the apartheid country, it is the fascist state. Whereas the terrorist regimes and represented by Hamas and Abbas, they're the victims. See how that works? It flips. When you look at what's going on in Israel right now, it is sort of a, a way to look at what's going on in the United States. The Democrat Party and the left in this country would just assume this country collapsed 
then their opponents run it. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. And I've told you this many times. For the Democrat Party, the modern Democrat Party, party comes before country. Power and party. Power, party, bureaucracy. Power, party, the courts. When they win elections, they take maximum advantage of it to try and make permanent changes and enshrine their changes in the government. That's exactly what the Marxist does. That's exactly what Gramsci, Gramsci said, Antonio Gramsci, who was the Italian Marxist. Basically, he said, you know, we need to devour the culture one step at a time. Don't be in such a hurry. You see the same thing in Israel. You're not seeing it on TV. That doesn't mean it's not happening. The courts in Israel, the Supreme Court of Israel, is the plaything of the radical left socialists who hate Netanyahu and the religious parties. They're bigots in that sense. Bigots. And so these secularists, the Arab parties, a whole combination of elements on the left, um, want to take down again the Netanyahu government. They just lost a, a significant election. They want to take it down because Netanyahu and his party want to fix the judiciary. Now, what do you mean fix the judiciary? They don't have a constitution in Israel. They have these basic laws. And to make a long story short, there's Supreme Court under a guy named Barack. Yeah, most people named Barack are a pain in the ass. A guy named Barack, he was the chief justice of the court. He's a leftist. And he decided, well, I'm going to take power. And we're going to make the decisions for the people under this notion of judicial review. But judicial review won't really be judicial review. It'll be something called a reasonableness test. Now, you can drive a truck through a reasonableness test, right? And not only that, you don't have to have standing. Anybody, any citizen, any group can bring a complaint right here to the Supreme Court. And they get tens of thousands of them. So they can cherry pick what they want to rule on. And now they're involved in all decisions. They're involved in battleground and battlefield decisions. They're involved in religion. They're involved in telling the Knesset what it must do and what it must not do. You know, in our country, a law can be ruled unconstitutional based on our Constitution, but they're not going to tell Congress what it must do. And so this is a group of 15 power-hungry leftists. And even when you appoint justices there, there's a council of nine. Five of them are from the Bar Association and justices of the court. So they always outvote the four, although they're always in the majority. So you can see how it's a reinforcing power. It's a totalitarian judicial system. And they're insisting that there must be no changes to it. No matter what election is held, no matter who's in the majority, we can't lose. We get to tell the people what to do. That's exactly like the Democrats in this country. 
When they win elections, they embrace elections. When they lose elections, they embrace the unelected parts of the government, the judiciary and the administrative state. And then they try and change the system so they always win. They don't always win elections. They always win the outcome of a policy debate. That's going on in Israel now. That's going on in the United States. And look how violent they are. You know, they talk here about January 6th. Was there violence on January 6th? Yes. But what about the violence in 2020 in the summer? That was an effort to overthrow this country. Notice nobody says it. That was an effort to overthrow our country. To destroy law enforcement. To destroy law and order. To burn our cities down. Through which the Democrat Party, which was silent for the vast majority of the time, or instigating it in the, in the case of mayors and city councils, to grab more power. Look at history. Look around the world. There's never been a peaceful Marxist revolution. There's always been violence. That was an insurrection. That was taking place. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Our buddy Paul Bedard, he's a real reporter, by the way. The Washington Examiner. Kevin McCarthy's as popular as Donald Trump, both tower over McConnell. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has moved into rare political space, reaching an approval rating higher than typical for a top party congressional leader and challenging former President Donald Trump's approval among Republicans. With a 52% favorability overall and 71% among Republicans, McCarthy has erased whatever it was that some House conservatives didn't like about him, he writes, during the drawn-out four-day 15-ballot speaker election controversy in January. Allies today suggested McCarthy's ability to make good on several promises during that fight, including turning the spotlight on the Biden family's financial scandals and playing tough with the White House on budget issues has buoyed his support. Plus, he's known as a good friend of Trump, whose own support in the party has turned up some in the polls. Uh, Let's see. Goes on. Trump, meanwhile, 
holds an equal 52% favorable rating, but 44% of all likely voters disapprove. And among Republicans, 77% view Trump favorably, 22% do not. And this is the debate some people have. That is, he can win the nomination with a plurality, depending on how many people are in the race. (coughs) Excuse me, cholera. But the general might be a little tougher. But McConnell's rating is a disaster. 32% of Republicans view him somewhat or very favorably. 32%. And uh, let's see. Most Republicans chose the former president. Trump was tops at 60%, followed by McCarthy, 19, McConnell at 13, on whom uh, the three is better leader for the Republican Party. Well, you'd want to know. And I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You remember America when we were told, the world was told over and over again that Donald Trump was a fascist, he was Hitlerian, he was Stalinist, he was Mussolini, that our civil liberties would be violated, that people would be arrested, and on and on and on. Remember when we were told that if you elect Donald Trump, democracy would be destroyed? Remember all that? Well, here's a story from Fox, as scribed by media, Okerite. Fox News anchor John Roberts delivered a stunning report Friday regarding upcoming negotiations between law enforcement agencies and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office about a potential upcoming indictment. For former President Donald Trump, Roberts cited a source inside the New York court system explaining that next week's meeting was to hash out the logistics surrounding Trump being processed as a defendant. Roberts said, now when we are learning that the Manhattan DA's office has asked for a meeting with law enforcement ahead of the potential Trump indictment, this is coming to Fox News from a source in the courts. So I don't have any independent knowledge of this. I'm just telling you what John Roberts and Fox are reporting. The meeting, which was requested yesterday and has not been set yet, is to discuss logistics for some time next week, which mean they're anticipating an indictment next week. I'm telling you. Just unbelievable. And this will encourage the other the other meatheads to do the same thing. Same sources familiar with the planning said that they will go over security preparations in and around uh, the courtroom. Secret Service will take the lead in what will allow or will not allow the source caution, mentioning, for instance, that the decision to handcuff the president, a former president or not, they will set the tone and will escort him into the courtroom. There will be coordination between all of us, the source said, but we will defer to the Secret Service. Why in the world would you handcuff Donald Trump? The battle will be between 
Secret Service and DA Alvin Bragg. They will decide how and when he'll get into the building, and they are not going to leave him, Roberts continued, concluding the source believes the former president will still have to be fingerprinted and processed, like other defendants. That Bragg has decided to go ahead with a felony indictment of the former president. This was a charge that federal officials refused to prosecute on or even really pursue. I want to thank John Roberts, the chief justice, for this. This was a misdemeanor in New York that Alvin Bragg has decided to elevate to a felony, while at the same time downgrading other felonies to misdemeanors with other criminals. So we'll be watching this to see how it all unfolds to get more information, said Roberts. This will be a historic disaster for this country for decades to come. Decades to come. A disaster. To have a local DA was elected by Soros in a Democrat city, in a Democrat state, taking a non-crime, a non-disclosure agreement, pretending it's a campaign contribution, illegally paid for by a corporation. That's the game here. Even under those circumstances, it would be a campaign misdemeanor, like any other misdemeanor, raising it to the level of a felony for the purpose of taking a former president and dragging him through a process as if he's a murderer. A case that the feds would not take. And this is what happens when you elect commies, Marxists, to these DA positions in these cities. And the mocking and the humiliation and all the rest that you'll see in the media and on the comedy shows, should this happen... I stress, should this happen? This comes from John Roberts at Fox News, and I'm sure he's damn certain of it. Otherwise, I don't think he'd say it. And we will have Mr. Tacopino, Joe Tacopino, on my show this Sunday, who is President Trump's lawyer in this Manhattan case. And he's with us exclusively, so I hope you'll check it out, because I want to talk about it. This probe began over five years ago. It's a non-disclosure agreement. It's not a campaign contribution. And corporations pay non-disclosure agreements all the time. The Manhattan DA's office has too. Every U.S. attorney's office has when they hire people or remove people and give them a severance or whatever. This is just, uh, and, and of course it's a prosecutor who doesn't prosecute other people. I think this will create a fissure in our political system like we've never seen before. Or as the Democrats like to say, not since the Civil War. And I certainly, above all others and above all else, do not want any violence. And none of you should be and none of you will be. That's not my point. 
when I talk about a fissure. You and I will never forgive them for this. Honestly, even if it were a Nikki Haley or somebody like that, I'd say exactly the same thing. But in the case of Trump, it's been endless. The abuse of the impeachment clause, the coup efforts, the violation of federal law under FISA, the attempt with the emoluments clause, the endless uh, investigations and interviews, this clown in Washington, D.C., Jack the Ripper Smith, going after his servers. I don't mean the machines, I mean people. People who work at Mar-a-Lago, by the scores he's bringing them in and having them testify. This is a takedown operation. You are seeing and experience what happens in tyrannical societies when law enforcement becomes an arm of a political party that runs the government, whether it's a city-state or the federal government. And that's exactly what's taking place. And this is not only a former president, he is right now the leading nominee for the Republican nomination to run against the sitting president. If this were happening in Venezuela or Brazil, if this were happening in Botswana or Zimbabwe, if this were happening in Russia or communist China, it would be condemned by our media, it would be condemned. By our State Department, it would be condemned. By our Attorney General, it would be condemned by our President. But since this is the gang that's doing it, obviously it won't be condemned. The media have been pushing for this for years. Hosts on MSNBC and CNN, Maggie Haberman at the New York Times, People at the Washington Post, others at the Times, they've been pushing for this for years. For years. Establishment Republicans like McConnell and Romney, just to name two out of, out of hundreds, they're going to be thrilled. Thrilled. Because most of all, they hate you. They hate your guts. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it never ends. There's a very important piece in Real Clear Investigations by Steve Miller. Real Clear Investigations. He's writing there. Not Stephen Miller. Steve Miller. Leftist groups tapping $1 billion to vastly expand the private financing of public elections. So they're up to no damn good. And I wanted Steve Miller to, to come on the program to discuss this with you. Steve Miller, nice to meet you. Tell me what you're, you're talking about here. Hi, Mark. Uh, what we're talking about is, uh, I mean, it's really a, a strategy. Uh, that uh, Democrats have, uh, have managed to uh, become trainers of uh, election officials, um, and they've been able to generate favorable media coverage by setting up interviews between elections offices and media outlets, placing op-eds in local newspapers. 
um, and essentially been able to, you know, kind of shape how elections administration is run. Uh, in part, I guess, as, as you've covered before, uh, from the uh, private grants uh, that were given starting in 2020 uh, to uh, from these some of these more progressive groups to uh, elections administrators. So the deal is they give them money which they want and the money has strings attached and they have to pretty much do what these radical left private entities want in order to get the money so they know they have to do what these left-wing groups want and it's all under the uh, under the mirage of providing support to expand election opportunities right the idea being uh, what used to be the domain of the uh, political parties uh, to register voters, get the vote out, uh, becomes more now under these grants. And it's again, they're doing, they're not, you know, they're, they're not, they're doing this willingly is to generate uh, more voters. Uh, again, register more voters, get more people to the polls. Generally, the people that are harder to get to the polls, um, which tend to tend to trend uh, Democrat. You say here many of these progressive groups seeking to influence elections are connected to the group Arabella Advisors, a Washington-based firm, for-profit consulting company. Explain how that whole Rube Goldberg operation works. I don't know if I'd characterize it like that, but that is, that, that's fair. Um, what they do is Arabella is really kind of a management company. And, and what they do is they advise, and you'll see it in their annual reports, they advise their, their clients, such as the New Venture Fund, Hope Bell Fund, 1630 Funds, and, and, and Secure Democracy, which is really an arm of the New Venture Fund. And they, uh, they kind of help them manage how they run their operations. And Arabella is a for-profit. The other, the other funds I mentioned, things I mentioned, are uh, non-profit. And so that's Arabella is a, is a large, large group with a lot of money. We found that combined, uh, those new venture fund, Hopewell, 1630, and Secure Democracy, had combined revenues of $1.3 billion between uh, 2020 and 21. That's a lot of money. And they spread it around. They, they, it's not just focused on elections, but they, they have environmental causes and other, you know, pet causes uh, for, for uh, progressives and Democrats. And so uh, it's just a lot of money to toss around, and some of that goes to grants. It has gone uh, to grants to uh, public, you know, elections ministries, your local elections office. Now, we've talked about it here, Zuck Bucks or Zucker Bucks in 2020, and Molly uh, Hemingway's written about it as well. Tell everybody what that means again. Well, conservatives uh, refer to this, uh, the money that Mark Zuckerberg and his wife gave, $350 million, primarily to one, one, uh, one group called Center for Tech uh, and Civic Life to distribute to uh, the state elections offices. Uh, generally, they'll go, some, to, some will go to the states for distribution. Some will go directly to the, uh, your county or your city elections office. And those are to be used for, in 2020, it was presumably to be used for COVID-related problems. Uh, but it didn't turn out that way. What we found previously, it went to commercials. It went to all kinds of get-out-the-vote efforts. In Wisconsin, they actually set up tables to register same-day voters and uh, mail ballot processing, things like that. So that's Zuck Bucks, and that's what that went to, and that was 2020. We don't see any indication that Zuckerberg is uh, giving out any money for so far for the uh, 2024. Do you see any indication that conservative groups are doing any of this? 
would love to see that because we would report it just as thoroughly as we did. You know, just as we'd report that just as thoroughly, by the way, as, uh, as 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 if Democratic groups would do it. Because there's a lot of people, and what we hear now from conservatives say, "Well, look, we don't want any." anybody from the outside what this is this is a government domain we fund the elections uh but i would love to see that but no there's no indication the conservative groups have shown any indication of giving grants to uh uh giving grants to elections offices It'd be a great story by the way and again we'd covered that just as thoroughly uh as, as we would in this case and i and i don't doubt that but my point isn't that my point is you got one group that's tied to the democrat party that's spending hundreds of millions of dollars, and then you have no group tied to the Republican Party trying to counter this in Republican areas. And uh, I'm just pointing that out for the audience. This is, in my view, how you lose some of these elections, because the other side is three steps ahead. And also, you point out in your article that some of these states have tried to close this. They view it as a loophole, uh, or however they view it, with respect to... uh, uh, these private funding of these what are formerly government activities and uh, like in Georgia and so forth you point out well there's a loophole and they got around some of this correct that is correct yes and in fact the, the Republican response to this was not to meet fire with fire but it was in fact to try to ban the private funding that was their first step is let's just stop this private funding and in 24 states passed uh, forms of legislation they felt might close that uh, uh, close the ability of these groups to to provide private grants it turned out in, in the article you see uh, DeKalb County Georgia uh, the it was not foolproof and they figured out a way around it and uh, we detail that in the in the story but yeah, you're right. I, I, overall, it doesn't seem like conservatives are willing, in, in fact, to engage in this. Instead, they'd rather just shut it down. Um, and it, also in the story at the end, Mac Warner, Secretary of State in West Virginia, said, you know, maybe it's time that we just kind of work on, on doing the same thing. Yeah, maybe it is. And I've been talking about that, too, because I don't like all this stuff. But uh, if they're not going to put an end to it, then uh, you can't leave the playing field one party, uh, leave it to the other. Otherwise, you're going to have very disappointing election outcomes over and over and over again. Give us a little bit of information on your background. Oh, I've been a journalist for about 30 years um, and covered election, election fraud, elections, uh, election, uh, let's just say elections since really intensively since about 2012 but i was there for election 2000 on the ground in florida wow. i was a reporter for the washington times at that time and uh and just over the years uh covered all kinds of election fraud really the politicaros down in south texas covered that and uh and so on that's real mail-in ballot fraud that was actual fraud that was prosecuted mm-hmm. uh and so it's just been an interest of mine for uh, for uh, for years well you've done a great job you really have and i've been watching you over a few few years that i've been around and i want to thank you this is a great piece and i want to thank you for coming on all right thanks mark all right be well all right ladies and gentlemen i shall return in today's digital age where cyber threats loom larger than ever safeguarding your personal information is paramount 
So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Something shocking happened. Boy, what a Friday this has been, Rich. My Lord, things going on, most of it pretty repulsive. CNN fact checks Biden, calls him out for his lies. Go, whoa, this is a right scoop. CNN actually fact-checked Joe Biden over false statements he made during a speech in Las Vegas yesterday. There he is in Las Vegas. And he's been in California. But he still has not been to Palestine, Ohio. This should tell you everything you need to know. He's bailed out all his zillionaire buddies at the Silicon Valley Bank and the Silicon Valley. But there they are, the people of Palestine, Ohio. Unbelievable. They called him out for his lies on reducing the deficit for the last two years, which he said was due to his new corporate minimum tax. Problem is, the minimum tax only went into effect this year. They said President Joe Biden falsely said on Wednesday that his new corporate minimum tax is the reason the federal budget declined in 2021 and 2022. In reality, that tax didn't even come into effect until the beginning of 2023. Even corrupt media say, you know, we got to at least have something out there that demonstrates that we're a serious news organization. Biden has repeatedly taken credit for reducing the deficit in 2021 and 2022, even though experts have said, and they've said it over and over again, that the vast majority of this reduction occurred simply because emergency COVID-19 pandemic spending from 2020 expired as planned, and that Biden's own initiatives made the deficits higher than they otherwise would have been. He lies to you, he lies to your fellow citizens day in and day out. He's a real piece of a sandwich. They said, we've described Biden's previous deficit boasts as misleading or missing key context. But he went further in his Wednesday speech in Las Vegas on lowering prescription drug prices, delivering a version of the story that just is not true, they said. Biden said, and by the way, you know, everybody said, well, how was I able to have these new programs and still cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion the last two years? Well, it's pretty straightforward. There were 550 companies of the Fortune 500 that made $40 billion that didn't pay a penny in tax. Zero. Nothing in taxes. So I said, you know, that's outrageous. And we got votes for it. I said they ought to pay a minimum of 15%. 15%. That's less than you all pay. And guess what? It allowed me to cut the deficit. 
Biden's so-called pretty straightforward story about deficit reduction over the last two years is false. Though the 15% corporate minimum tax Biden signed into law in the August of 2022 Inflation Reduction Act is expected to reduce deficits in 2023 and beyond, the tax only took effect on January 1st, 2023. So it did not reduce the deficit in 2021 or 2022. Again, experts say the deficit fell in 2021 and 2022 primarily because of the expiring pandemic spending. Not Biden's own policies, which had the net effect of worsening the deficit. A White House spokesman declined to comment for this article. Now, I'm surprised that CNN did this, and I would, remind, I, I would encourage CNN to keep it up. They may actually get some ratings. Because right now, there's no reason for CNN to exist. Their ratings are that bad. But that said, if they do stuff like this, maybe people will pay some attention to them. They're going to have to, you know, offload some of the, uh, some of the uh, nuts there and bring in some real, you know, journalists if they even exist anymore. All right, Mr. Producer, I am about to get in here. Let's see if I get into my call screen. Everybody count the three. Oh, my Lord, I'm in. Let's do. Let's go to Moses, Little Ferry, New Jersey, the great WABC. How are you? Moises, I'm sorry. Moises. Mark, it's always an honor to talk to you, my friend. Oh, sorry about that. It's my little dog in the background there. You met him before. <laughs> I like your little dog. No, nothing wrong with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have another one, too. She's half Pomeranian, half Husky. You would fall in love with her. If you ever come back oh, to Overtech Park, I, I'd like to introduce you to her. Thank yes, you. Sir. Yeah. So, Mark, I'm actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually very disgusted about some of the news that I've been hearing today about the Manhattan DA that he's trying to use, like this, these trumped-up charges from Story Daniels from 2016. You know, And I remember hearing the interviews you've given with Hans von Spakovsky, and I've been hearing a lot of legal analysis from Alan Dershowitz. And if my memory serves me correct, I remember a couple, maybe probably 10 years ago, we have several dozens of congressmen and senators that were using an illegal taxpayer slug fund to pay off the Capitol Hill staffers That's right. for doing the same exact thing they're accusing Donald Trump of. No, no, so- it's not. I'll tell you why it's not. Trump was not a public official. Uh, these are non-disclosure agreements that companies pay and they do it all the time. It's not hush money. It may have that effect, but it is a legal contract and I can guarantee you that the DA's office in Manhattan has signed hundreds of them that the Southern District of New York U.S. Attorney's Office has signed hundreds of them. They don't want people who come in or leave talking about what they've been doing. It could be good, it could be bad, it could be ugly. It doesn't matter. And people are not free just to break these contracts. And so when you have a DA in Manhattan who is not only saying this was an illegal campaign contribution by a Trump corporation, Uh, But it's also saying it wasn't reported as such. Nobody believes that. Nobody. Even the morons in the press understand. They call it a novel legal theory. There's nothing novel about it. It's a lie. It's BS. Go ahead. Yes, sir. And, Mark, my concern is that 
like one thing I've heard from like um, several people, I, it's, the process is the punishment. They're just trying to dry up That's the donors. Right. I feel you know, chill them from making donations. Try to take him, or maybe get him into the primary. And then what I also fear is that this illegal raid they did over there in Mar-a-Lago. That's going to be the October surprise. I feel should Trump, which I hope he does wins the primary that's what i feel is coming and what i feel overall for the long term because this is how they play this game this is going to be the blueprint no matter who the gop republic uh, the gop nominee is going to be if, if well, let me let me just say this about trump before we run out of time here they want that photo because it doesn't matter that he's in his man they want the photo they want to be able to say he was charged uh they want the video they know it'll be played over and over and over and over again. Can you imagine handcuffing them for what? They want all of that. And that's what they're doing. You talk about an illegal campaign contribution. It's coming from the DA, and it's even worse. The Atlanta DA, who's as much of a hack as the Manhattan DA, she's not going to be want, want to be one-upped on this. And the guy in Washington, D.C. is already out of control. He's not going to be wanting to be one-upped on this. And so when they see that, that, assuming it happens, and I hope it doesn't, what I'm saying is they're going to say, well, if this little bumpkin in Manhattan can do this, I'm better than him. We can do this too. And so every Democrat prosecutor here is going to get very, very cocky. And I blame the Supreme Court, specifically the Chief Justice of the United States, John Roberts, for opening this door. For opening this door. And I, yes, I would encourage Republican district attorneys and attorneys general to look very carefully at the Biden family and all these other Democrats who want to run. Because there's only one way to stop this. And yes, I want this recorded and regurgitated. And that is to look and scour through the backgrounds of every one of these people. And if you find a misdemeanor, you find a way to kick it up to a felony. Because that is exactly what they're doing to Donald Trump. And enough is enough. Thank you for your call, my friend. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't forget Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, I think. You'll consider it, I think, after you watch it, a very important program. If you can't watch it live, please set your DVRs now so you don't forget. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox. Mr. Producer, I'm sorry to say I cannot reconnect here. I don't know why with the, uh, with the call screen. So give me a good name, please. XM Satellite, Bobby. Richmond, Virginia. Go right ahead, please. Hey, Mark. Mm. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, I, I want to preface this by saying this: I'm not advocating for this. I'm making. A, I'm just. I'm. I'm basically making an observation. Almost 76 million people voted for this man to be our president. If only three percent of that 75, 76 million were to get activated, that's over 2.2 million people. And I'm telling you, these people that are making these decisions better tread lightly. I, I don't want anything like this to happen. But 
you know, a majority of the people, many of the people, I won't say a majority, but many of the people that voted for Donald Trump are not traditional people that the people that traditionally vote. They're 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 people that go about their lives. Um, don't bother anybody. Don't want to be bothered. And when they I, see, I, that, I, I have to go. I understand your point. And they are going to create a a, divi- a a divide in this nation that I don't know that can be healed anytime soon. I really don't. Everyone's going to see this is a pile on, and this is all manufactured. Thank you for your call, my friend. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
forget Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. this Sunday, folks. I hope you'll check in. That's Eastern time, of course. The week is officially over. The weekend begins now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker friends, and the freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine. Good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Smokey. Good night, Zelda and Gigi. Good night, Indy and Patton and, and Rory. And good night, my Barney and Marty. And good night, Dad and Mom and Leo and Joe in America. Good night to each one of you, and God bless you and thank you. I'll see you Sunday.